I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hashtag Team Open! This is Open Up, the podcast, the chat, the extra thought to accompany my first book, Open, a toolkit for how magic and messed up life can be. A feast of thoughts and discussions on topics featured within the gigantic hardback itself, which weighs over a kilogram, by the way, so this will be a bit lighter. They don't actually know what it's like for us in school, deciding that on the new A-levels, new GCSEs, the new grading system, they just think it won't affect them, they'll just do as they're told. Hello, I'm Gemma Kearney and I'm out on the road. We're really going to go there and have a big old chat and we're going to all open up about how brilliant and magic and messed up life can be. Sarah and I and Sarah, we get addressed as feminazis and I'm just, I never thought anybody would say that in the 21st century. You always see it with feminism nowadays, women pitted against women, opposed to like the actual goal of just making everything equal between both sexes. Yes, I'm all for gender equality and I completely thank the women in the past who fought for our rights. But at the moment, I wouldn't call myself a feminist. Get involved. Make sure you subscribe wherever you usually get your podcasts from. Become part of Team Open. Hollywood Secondary in Glasgow. We are part of Team Open. Yes. Hi, my name's Haneen. I'm 15 years old. Hello, I'm Adam. My name is Sehar. I am 16 years old and I have a twin sister who is a thorn in my side and will never leave me till the day I die. My name's Sarah. I am the thorn of the side, as Sehar said. I'm kind of like the mother hen of all the groups. Hi, my name is Logan. I'm 15 and I'm a mega socialist and I love fashion. So I'm in a school hall, which is very nostalgic for me. Uh, and I'm very excited. I'm in Holyrood in Glasgow and I'm here with a load of students who have so much to say. I really get the vibe that I'm going to learn a lot because these guys are literally like fizzing with energy and, and so much knowledge and wisdom already just from chats that we've been having. We're going to talk about activism and feminism. The isms. They, they can be really, really complicated to work out. Being a feminist is just the obstacles are horrendous in itself all the issues related with women's rights and stuff but I face prejudice within the feminist community so I'm automatically judged as being oppressed when they do, and it's so hard to explain to them that my hijab or the way I present myself or my modesty is actually a, a statement of empowerment for myself it's so hard to explain that both ways so I'm just like in the middle so not accepted there neither there and I thought that 
being a feminist was widely accepted in the 21st century and then Seher and I and Sarah we get addressed as feminazis and I'm just I never thought anybody would say that in the 21st century. Do you think some of that comes from this real longing that we have as humans so the creatures that we are to be completely accepted and for everyone to understand our opinion? People need to understand that feminism isn't about bringing women above men it's bringing them equal to men. It's, that's called misandry when you bring females above men. They make up 50% of the world and they only get 5% of a place in the world. We're not making anybody above or below each other, it's just equality. If we can be equal with women and girls all over the world, then we can work together in a safer society and it's better for everyone else. So what can we do for you in terms of what can I do for you? What can anyone listening do for you? What, what paths need to be put in place to, to give you a voice and to, to make sure that like, the world becomes more equal and we can create positive change? From childhood, we automatically, if it's a girl, we automatically always tell her, sit like this, don't sit like that, don't open your legs, don't do that. But we never stop But boys because that's what they're like. They'll be fine when they're older because they're boys. And then we wonder why girls are sometimes conservative or they're closed off. It's because we make them like that and we make guys like that. We need to like educate people and have that shift in mindset throughout society. And what's most painful is when girls are afraid to identify as feminists because they think they're going to get judged for that by men and they're going to be they're not going to be accepted for that so there needs to be a mindset overall within men and women all over society in my book we explore diy culture and i think that it's really powerful and interesting we need like ambassadors and role models and someone to collate but like not one person is responsible for that all for example loads of lovely people were speaking to me after we did the talk on the stage today asking me for my advice i am not a trained psychotherapist you know i i'm not i'm not a teacher i am not a gp i just feel all these things and i've kept my eyes and ears open i still make massive mistakes i'm sometimes awful um i have problems you know all of these things there's loads of things that I'm ashamed of so it's not just like one person or one thing but what you can do is galvanize collectively as a community and you can create the platform the channel the expression like yourselves is an amazing portal for you to have your voice because you're powerful how do you put that into practice um a good way for us to grow up and let us thrive and let us be the ambassadors of our generation and to let us suddenly have a voice is for us to take it on our own hands because we are so used to seeing adults oh this 40 year old old man is suddenly coming out and holding a rally and we suddenly go oh yeah that sounds cool there's an old guy doing it let's go so what we need to do is take responsibility upon ourselves to hold these things what we need and i'm just saying we don't suddenly become adult we do we still do it in a childlike way I'd it doesn't have to be overwhelmingly serious because i think a lot of people are taking on their shoulders like it's really hard to change the whole world like we can only ever do that together and and free creativity and fun sometimes it's quite funny watching adults reactions like just a few days ago i was just talking to my friends about how just politics and just what's going on around the globe and then you see these adults looking and thinking how do they know all this? How do they know about this horrible refugee crisis or this politics or these these horrible things that are just coming out of the world? It's because we listen, and some people tend to forget that we're not we're not just background noises. We're not just 
like big brands for people. The adults try to understand us without even asking us anything. They, they look at us and they analyze us and they say the hormones or whatever, when actually we're just, there's just a lot going on. I'm becoming more confident in explaining to people what their misconceptions are because I can't handle it anymore because when I go on Twitter and Facebook or Pinterest and I see these comments people make without any knowledge, I feel like this is, this is not right. If I can just change one person's mind about the tiniest thing, then that's it. That's how we begin our small change. I feel as if um, adults leave the imprint in the world and they feel as if if I can get this teenager to follow in my footsteps, they can leave the same imprint in the world. But I think that, as Saiha said, we feel as if exams determine our future. But what I think is that we make our own future. We are the ones who determine what happens to us. Yes, a adults and friends and, and whoever else is there to guide us. But in the end, we actually the ones who are determining where we go, what, what we are doing. I've met a lot of young feminists throughout this tour, on the road, chatting, 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 women and men as well. In London at Mulberry School, I spoke to Aisha, Hafsa, Asana, and asked them what they thought feminism and equality means to them. But I feel like the word feminism has been overused. Feminism is about getting equal rights between men and women, but um, with some feminists, I've seen videos online of women just kind of going crazy, getting all violent, and that's not what feminism is about. Yes, I'm all for gender equality, and I completely thank the women in the past who fought for our rights, but at the moment, I wouldn't call myself a feminist. I just say that I'm all for gender equality. What examples do you see online of men and women being treated differently? I think on Instagram there's been pictures of like celebrities posting pictures of themselves and say, I think there was a photo of Justin Bieber who was shirtless on a beach, something like that. And everyone is encouraging him like, oh my God, you look so amazing. All, all those stupid comments, right? And then when, every, when a female um, celebrity did it, she wasn't naked or anything. She was just showing a bit of skin and the, the amount of hate that she got was actually quite disgusting. And it wasn't even from men, it was mainly from females. And that's actually quite sad to see that that the women are actually hating more women when it was a man, all the females were encouraging like, oh, why don't you show us some more skin? So it, it, it just it comes like that. And I think that's really sad to see when you're doing it yourself and you're doing it to your own like own gender. You should be helping each other to become equal. But instead, it's just we're bringing each other down. So one thing that I've found when talking to young people, and I don't really necessarily love using the term young people because it makes you think of inverted commas and it makes you think that you could be patronising. But I mean literally to do with age and the future generation. I found that there is often a disconnect between generations. Young people don't feel like they're being understood or being represented in the right way. Uh, and often newspapers are kind of churning out statistics and deeming young people just one thing when really there's so many things. So it's been awesome to get on the road and chew the fat with so many different age groups from different parts of the country about things that affect them, things that they care about. When I was researching Open, I spent some time with psychotherapist Dr. Susie Orbach and she schooled me and we discussed how feminism has developed and we talked about young women now. 
In many ways, there are more things that we can do to action positivity for ourselves mm-hmm. than ever before in that sense, that there are things out there for women, there are spaces for women to speak, there are places for women to be, and we are hopefully in a world where women can be themselves. Well, that's what's so wonderful for me to watch, um, because if I think about the young women comics and writers who have got you know, you're not heavy and worthy like we were. <laughs> You've got such um, brio and such energy and can live in a way with a lot of the contradictions that, that we were we couldn't. But I don't know that you've necessarily got enough space for feelings and that's the thing that maybe you have to open up a bit more. And that's another thing as well that I really like is, is sharing experience with people of different ages. Yep. And I'm writing this book for young people, supposedly, but really I'm writing it uh, for my friends. I'm writing it for my older self to look back on and, and, you know, and, and other people too. And I really enjoy spending time with older people because I think you could learn a lot from them and I don't necessarily like the distinction of of. Well, of I think that's brackets. been wonderful that actually generations are more mixed up now Mm. you know it's not your mum's friends and then it's like oh it's possible to talk to people because we're all have a different experience to bring about living in this society and trying to manage transform it and relish what the opportunities are the other message is be very watchful around your own self-criticism because that is picked up by everybody else absolutely and dare to take up the space and yeah. optimism is catchy too, so yeah. if we... If... Dare to love your body, stop all this fat-shaming nonsense. Actually, dare to inhabit it. So equality is something that lots of people want to speak about. It's powerful, it's evoking. But do young men feel included or excluded in the conversations about feminism? I spoke to Tom, Joe and Alex at UTC Media City in Salford. I think it would help if there wasn't so much like venom. You always see it with feminism nowadays in a way where it's like always seems to be like women pitted against women opposed to like the actual goal of just making everything equal between both sexes and it's sort of the same when it comes to trying to like talk about men's issues as well it's like where you can't talk about it at all because otherwise it's too focused on you I guess would you guys describe yourselves as feminists Mm. this is a huge us versus them thing that's now come about like if you look at the Facebook comments of any video that has anything remotely to do with like feminism it's just like feminism versus like (coughs) anti-feminism it doesn't really have to be like that but it's just how it is and it's like if you don't believe in this then you're like this sexist horrible person it's like being a feminist isn't an opinion anymore it's now like a cult thing i wouldn't describe myself as a modern feminist because of that but obviously the ideology of it yeah equality is brilliant but i just wouldn't associate myself with that group anymore it's very quickly become very divisive as a phrase and it's almost as though the word has been reclaimed by a sort of online plume and overwhelm of anger. And I think that that suddenly makes the word seem really scary for people to use. Whenever you see a, like a YouTube video or a Facebook video with the with word feminist in the title, now you just automatically think that it's going to be like some crazy woman just screaming about something like some guy staring at her in the street and she got offended by it. You, you don't Subjective. see it as equality anymore. You just see it as people being easily offended. 
that's another thing about opening up. You can't say anything without offending anyone. So it's like if a guy's offended about something, there always seems to be a reason why they shouldn't be and why they should be offended. And you don't feel like saying what you think because you think that they're going to shoot you down and say, oh, well, that's just sexist and that that offends me. And guy, I don't think it would be socially acceptable for a guy to come out and say stuff like, oh, well, that offends me as, as, as a guy. Mm. That just wouldn't be a thing that someone would say and I think people would get laughed at if they did do that. So something needs to happen, doesn't it, in mm. terms of being able to experiment as well with conversation so that it doesn't feel like it's so intense. There seems to be a lot of aggression around opposed sides, whereas really it's about something that's meant to be very peaceful. As modern young people, you believe in equality. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. stupid not to be. Just insane to think about, like, you expect someone to be lower than you. I don't see myself as superior to anybody else. Yeah. Because- Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Because of anything. Remember to rate and review us and to subscribe to Open Up. Share the love. Tell your mates about it too. Hashtag Team Open. So I'm asking you guys out there that are listening and have had their thoughts provoked and their imagination sparked. What can we do when navigating equality? Do we need to look at the language that we're using? Do we need to think about how we channel rage? Do we need to have more conversations face-to-face rather than spouts online? I think that we definitely need to readdress the way that we are looking at modern feminism and promoting the message of general equality without making people feel excluded because that is besides the point, quite frankly. I asked my London group what they would say right now if they had the government or politicians listening to this podcast which I hope they are. Right now, the dynamics of our country is quite... I feel like it's... Not just the country, the world. I feel like it's a bit of a mess. And I feel like it's, like, progressively getting worse. Like, every, 2016 was, like, one of the worst years in terms of politics. Everything that could have gone wrong possibly went wrong. I would have stayed in the EU. I feel like that was um, so, like, culturally 
like motivating for us. Those things we had, things we learned. Our um, prime minister wants to get rid of the Human Rights Act. And that would mean now we have the um, Bill of Rights. And I was like, I don't want to be a Bill of Rights lawyer. What the hell is a Bill of Rights lawyer? I want to be a human rights lawyer. And I was saying, I'm never going to be a human rights lawyer because no, no, there's not going to be such a thing as human rights anymore. There's no point. What's the point of me going to school anymore? I was throwing a full-on tantrum. I was like, I'm moving away to somewhere where they have human rights still. But um, I think stuff like that, it just actually really does get to you. But it's about still remaining positive and hoping that something good will come out. All the policies that are being made are being made quite out of ignorance, I think. I think they're so quick to make these decisions and think, oh, this is what's good for the youth, this is what's good for these people. But I feel as if they, all they do is just Google statistics and like, right, this is what we need to do. I think they actually need to get out there and find out what affects us and find out what we would like instead of actually just thinking we know what's best for them. But they don't actually know what it's like for us in school, deciding that on the new A-levels, new GCSEs, the new grading system, stuff like that. You can, they just think, oh, it won't, it won't affect them, they'll just do as they're told. But I think if they were to do their research correctly, it's really not that hard to just ask people, then their policies would actually get better and then people would start to like the government. Mm -hmm. When we were younger, we were so curious. We were always questioning, oh, what's the moon made out of? Like, we had so many questions. And now it's kind of like, we don't care anymore. If you go up to a 15-year-old and ask her what she wants to be in life, chances are she's going to say, I don't know. And that's because they have this specific teaching method. They're very strict. And they don't allow you to learn in different ways. How would you do it if you were in charge? I would be such a cool teacher. <laughs> Go on. I would be amazing. I'd make sure, I'd probably be like, these are the keywords you need to learn today, but they're hidden all around school. Go and find them. You have 10 minutes. <laughs> and I'd be awesome. It's really important to remember that it's not the teacher's fault specifically yeah. and that they are under a lot of pressure as well. And it is a, a, a subject that is kind of governed by quite strict rules. Um, but I do think it's really interesting to approach education um, from a new and fresh perspective. And I love the idea of hiding keywords around the school. I spoke to Mim in Wolverhampton about what issues she cares about. I've been involved in the social justice, equality, rights movement scene since I was 11. I've been active in internet forums and doing various activisms for pretty much every side you can imagine because I've been in it so long. But I think the issue that has always stuck with me has been the LGBT rights movement because I think even though we've come a really long way, like for example, gay marriage is legal here and it's a lot better than it used to be. There's a much more open conversation. There are still elements of it that are taboo and that do need addressing and that don't fit into any of the current movements. A lot of humans contain empathy and they want to be fair and they want to understand different people's perspectives and they want everyone to be happy. But do you think that we get overloaded with getting it right, you know, the fear of getting it right? So if we want to talk about, for example, LGBTQ, the trans movement, you know, sometimes I think it's really hard School bell! <laughs> We're actually in school! <laughs> what would you say to people that want to be able to support like the people around them but find it difficult in case they, they say the wrong thing? 
it's one of the issues with society now in that you can say something on Twitter, you can put one tweet out and you can get fired because you said the wrong thing. I think we all need to take a step back and just think, you know, I'm going to go out, I'm going to read a book or I'm going to I'm going to look on the internet and see what information there is about this issue. But if I get it wrong, that's not the end of the world. Yeah, I've got it wrong. But if I've done my research, then I probably won't get it horrendously life-threateningly wrong. We need to all sort of calm down a little bit and forgive people if they say the wrong thing and just calmly say, oh no, actually it's, it's better to say this or it's better to do this in response. One of the reasons why I thought it was important to go on tour was not just to promote the book, but it was to talk to people face to face about the issues that affect us all in the bigger world, but also the issues that affect them in their lives and their community. And I believe as soon as you give someone the opportunity to talk, to explore, then it gives them the power to use their voice and to realize that they are worth something and that their voice is just as important as everyone else's that they see in the media. Because I do believe that the future generation could save us all. <laughs> I believe in them. I'm in Darwin with Oliver, Emma, Sammy, Nicola and Georgie. And together we are... Yes! If you could change anything in this world, what would it be? I think I'd change it so that everyone was equal no matter what it is about. I'd have no conflict in the world. I'd have like no like bullying, no terrorists or anything like that and just everyone be like friendly and kind and happy. Change the treatment of animals and humans because they're not trapped like they should be. Yeah, no conflict because if there was no conflict everyone would just kind of work together and we'd be able to achieve so much more. So you guys are the future. What can we do to put some of those things in place, do you reckon? If you want the world to be a better place, you need to be a better person. Campaign for it and get people behind what you want and then you'll be able to go forward more. Maybe arrange events that campaign for equality across the world. It's really easy to get overwhelmed, isn't it, when you realise the things that are wrong with the world. Um, it can be exciting as well, though, because you can do it in your own way. You know, You can get together with friends... You can have debates that don't, you know, aren't always focused online because it's really easy to get really angsty and angry online. You can fundraise for amazing charities in your area that are doing awesome things for people and animals and people that aren't starting conflict. And also to remember that it's all trial and error, like we all can make mistakes, but working forward and looking forward is, is really helpful, I think, as well. And, and finding role models, but choosing a few so that there's not just one, because uh, everybody's got lots of different things to offer. So mentors and role models and using your voice, even at this age, is really important. Like you could do a massive trampolining like day and get everyone to sponsor you in your school. You could speak to your teachers and you could choose a charity collectively that is doing something that you really, really believe in. And it's just so much fun when you can have fun, but also make a change because you're so powerful, all of you. And remember that your local MPs that ask your parents about who they are and your local politicians are, are people that can help you create great change. If you want good stuff in your town, you can write to them and ask them for that. And in the book, there's examples of how you can do that. And you could ask your teachers to help you as well. So what issues do you care about? Let us know. I want to know what everyone's going through. What do you care about and how can we make it better for all of us? 
let us know. Hashtag Team Open. Next week, I'm going to be asking you how you feel about your body. Do you know how utterly remarkable and amazing it actually is? No matter what it looks like, it is amazing. It's keeping you alive. We'll be exploring that as a subject matter. A big up to the Don, that is Toddler T and Coco, for his amazing lyrical flow uh, and for providing us with the music for this podcast. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Big, big, I'm serious.